The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and today's guest Charlie Clawson, first time guest Charlie Clawson. Jackie Cation is on the show. Hello, Jackie Hello. Cation. Is is the Charlie is, is is I'm the guest Charlie Coulson because Charlie's no longer. Uh, so yeah, I, as, I, as often. I yeah. d- normally I explain it to people yeah. before we start, but today I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but it's good. It's actually good that we bring this up because there's. What if there's new listeners? Right, and here's the thing. Also, there's been a change. Something's happened of late, Jackie. So, all right. All right. So I'll run you through the brief the, the brief history. Firstly, mm-hmm. my friend Charlie Clawson and I started uh, a podcast called TOFOP, T-O-F-O-P, 30-odd foot of pod, named after the Russell Crowe band, 30-odd foot of grunts. Why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't it be? Why not? It's obvious once you say it. <laughs> right. Greatest, once, you, once you point it out, I was yeah. like, oh, I would have saw that. Greatest moment in the history of the podcast was when on Google uh, predictive search, if you type in T-O-F-O, it now comes up my podcast ahead of Russell Crowe's band. Oh, that is the it was, vindication. Indian food vindaloo. Right. You were vindaloo. Exactly. It was the day it was the day that we became real men. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they, they say they say as a, as a young man, the day you realise you could beat your father in a fight is the day that you're a real man. That's an Australian bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in fact, in fact, we have a fight. At 13, we gather them around and you fight your dad and you see what you're up to. <laughs> That's the That's Australian. Exactly. The Barry mitzvah. <laughs> the Barry. <laughs> Very nice. Baz mitzvah. Are you coming over for Baz mitzvah? <laughs> Either a 13-year-old kid's going to beat the shit out of an old man or an old man's going to beat the shit out of a kid. Either way, it's a great day. Exactly. That's the greatest day ever. And free beer. Yeah, Please. and you bring cash, but the winner gets the pot. <laughs> so there's a bit of incentive. I love that. Yeah. Please uh, do that sketch. Right. And at the, at the end of it, if the kid loses, we circumcise them regardless, <laughs> just as a punishment. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're going to lop off a half a second of your dick. Right, so uh, so originally we had TOEFOP. We did 83 episodes of TOEFOP, okay. Charlie and I. And uh, then Charlie, uh, who was at that stage like a producer and uh, we used to joke, and well, an unemployed actor, even though right. he'd been very successful as an actor over the years, he'd gone through, as actors can do, sure, it's gone a through spell. a spell. Dry spell. Particularly in a small p- a country like Australia. Right. Yeah, because he'd pretty much played every, you know, cop or friendly neighbor that, or right. whatever. You know? He really covered it. Is what right. They either had to get him his own job as a cop. Yeah. Or. That's right. Yeah. He'd been shirtless in a barn. He'd been a cop. <laughs> like he'd done everything you can really do in Australian it's television. The gamut. <laughs> yeah. It's the gamut. So he, uh, well, there was one up his sleeve. Uh, counselor to young kids uh, in a beachside community, <laughs> and so they uh, they came and knocking on the door, and that's a show called Home and Away in Australia. Now I don't oh, know if you've ever heard of Home because ho- you've uh, been to Australia, you I know have. a little bit about Australia. I, I, I wanted it to be set in the Wit Sundays or right. wit, whatever it's called. Oh, and see, so, she that would have been that, that would have been, been good. It's not well, it's shot it'd on. Be, it'd be Hawaii Five O, is right. what it would be. Well, it's shot on Palm Beach in Sydney, but it's uh, in a mythical place called uh, Summer Bay. 
Okay. Summer Bay is where uh, the cast of Home and Away have been uh, having their adventures for the last 25 years. Exactly. That, that, that show has been on for some time. Yeah, they had yeah. their 25-year anniversary uh, uh, not that long ago. Okay. And uh, it runs f- uh, like five episodes a week for 25 years. So it's oh, one it's of the most successful. Opera. Yeah, Yeah, that's why I've heard right. of it is because everyone talks about it because it's been around since the dawn of man. Yeah, okay. and every Australian actor, well, not every, but so many Australian actors who've gone on to big things in Hollywood came through Home and Away. Right. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, Thor. Oh, yeah, Home, sure. Big Home and Away star. All right. Yeah. Uh, Heath Ledger. Oh, Home and Away. Excellent. Yep. So, excellent. So, so the superhero universe would be devoid. <laughs> uh, exactly. With that. Uh, Ryan Quanton from True Blood. I don't know if you know okay, who he sure, is, but sure. uh, he is. Uh, he's an Australian as well. Came through Home and Away. But like, uh, it was quite a yeah big cast of like yeah. you know, successful people who've come overseas. Isla Fisher. Okay. Do you know Isla Fisher from the? Uh, uh, she's married yeah. to Sasha Baron Cohen, and she's yes. like a very funny comedic very funny. actress. Yeah, she's uh, uh, yes. Yes. Okay. So, all right. So, I'm in the part of show business that knows all the names and doesn't know where everybody is. That's so. fine. That was right. good. I, I felt like you're. That was enough. I was as supportive as I could right. be. I think we've done what we can here. That, that, yeah. Oh, good. Let's yeah, move yeah. on. But the point is, <laughs> successful people have gone through this show. Yes. When they come and knocking, you know, you've got oh, to you've oh, got, you got to go answer there. that knock, yeah. right? Oh, did. So he answered the knock. Oh, he and got knocked on. He and got knocked uh, on. Excellent. Yeah. And they said, come down to the bay, you know, counsel some young kids. <laughs> sure. Right. So he said, I'm in. Uh, they said, only one condition. Uh, you have to give up your uh, your podcast. We can't, can't let you do the podcast anymore. For real? Yeah, for real. That, uh, that seems... Yeah. First of all, admirable that they know what a fucking podcast is. Oh, uh, I feel like maybe they didn't, which right. is why they feared it. <laughs> happening folks nothing's happening just some chatting yeah. just some chatting i think they assumed it was more like uh christian slater in pump up the volume <laughs> I, feel, I feel like they thought we were in a van and like you know we were appearing in car parks and right, stuff right we were just driving around just blaring things right fighting fighting the good fight you know right. show playing some leonard cohen it's not happening it's not happening it's not happening so uh they like and he had to make the choice between three years on one of the most popular shows in the history of australia and like a gateway to start and or yes, a free podcast. And <laughs> or, like, yeah, or it wasn't much of a like. Or do I say screw you, Bay? Right. Well, I was going to say this. This thing was the most popular thing that Australia has ever seen. Right. And it was going to choose between that and a chance to act. See, the thing about <laughs> actors, the thing I love about actors is that they act. Right. It's one of my favorite. What do you mean? Well, because people. People will consistently say, how do I do stand-up comedy? How do uh-huh. I get into stand-up comedy? Mm-hmm. And the answer, of course, is, well, you just do it. Right. Right? So I... That is um, actually the That is the answer. answer. And But the thing is, is there people are like, but that isn't an answer. And you're like, okay, well, then you can go to open mics. Right. Find it to type... And you are in a golden age of the internet where you can type yeah. in the word open To mic. be honest, the best thing you can do is invent time travel, go back 20 years and have some <laughs> terrible things happen to you. <laughs> Something that you'll need oh, to yeah. deal with publicly for the rest of your life. I mean, that's the most important thing, to be honest. <laughs> right. You need a Batman Begins moment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just mind the horrible things that happened when you were 11. You right. can do it. Yep. Everyone had something horrible happen. And so, well... And so I, when I realized that that answer was actually not as effectual as mm-hmm. I wanted it to be, was when I asked a friend of mine, how do you, because she always acts. She is either doing community theater or uh-huh. student films or something, and she occasionally gets bit work on television and the films and whatnot. Uh, and I was like, how do you, how, how do you just get the other stuff? How mm-hmm. do you just always act? And she's like, 
what are you talking about? You just act. You just find a bunch of like-minded individuals mm. and you say, let's put on a show. Right. And I was like, that is an actor. That is someone who goes out and... That is sadly not Jackie Cation at this time. Right. I wish to act, but I wish someone uh, to... I wish to learn how to act while on television. Right. Uh, mm. I would like to wish to act <laughs> On the job. You'd like to jo- just... On the job training. Much like stand-up. Much like stand-up comedy. And I'd also like to get paid for right. that. That'd be great. I believe it, it worked out for Jerry I mean, Seinfeld. maybe early on, you could do Kevin some. James. They could have like you know what they should do. They should have an open mic section of shows, like oh, you for, know, like where it's just like you know five people get to come in and do this live. <laughs> First one on the night we put in the show. Yeah, yeah. What it's do you like, think? Well, I feel like that's what auditioning is. And uh, well, I, I guess it kind of I, is. Yeah, because I was the the last thing I auditioned for was I don't know if you saw the Louis C.K. episode with the fat waitress. Yes. Uh, I auditioned for the fat waitress, and guess what they found? An actress uh, oh, to yeah. be the fat waitress. Yeah, right. uh, but that speech, I was like, I just, I, I don't know Louis very, you know, like I don't have his phone number or email or anything. I just, I see him around the clubs and stuff. Uh-huh. But the next time I see him, I'm gonna be like, if you do not receive an Emmy for that for that script, it will be a travesty. It'll be a, a, because that that speech was amazing, and you just wanted to go. But I understand you are not dating a fat girl, mm. so I understand what's happening here. You can he nobody can see the truth in, in a way that Louis. I mean, he's genuinely amazing how insightful he is, and then he puts it on the paper, right? And then he goes out and he uh, dates a, a very tiny woman who's right. half his age. Yeah, but because he's just told you what, <laughs> like he's told you what he's like. <laughs> he's like, this is right. what I'm like. There is no mystery. Right. It's true. He is not living a lie. No, he's not, not in any way, shape, or form. Because you're not living a lie doesn't mean you're living a great life, but it means you're not. At least you're being honest like, about it, which is it. you're a step away ahead oh of God, most other my people. Dad. Right. Oh. <laughs> my father's more than willing to say, "What did I say when you were a kid?" Well, we were probably just doing the best we could, or I was going for a laugh. I'm not certain. I'm not certain because he would say things like, right. "You can do whatever you want in life uh-huh. as long as they don't catch you." Mm. And you're like, I don't think that's the rule. That's is that not, the rule? Is that? And my mom's in the background waving him off going, that is actually not the rule. That is not the rule. You can. And he's like, you can be. He actually said this. He said, you can be whatever you want in life, which is a beautiful thing that to say. That is a beautiful thing to say. He And then he said, people forget. Jesus Christ only started out with 12 followers. Mm. <laughs> you could get 12. Anyone could get 12, 12. followers. I mean, 12 is a star. And you're like did you want us to start religions? And he's like, I'm just saying you could do whatever people forget. Right. And you're like, yeah, but I it's mean, Jesus. Yeah, is but that uh, something? But that's the other thing. It wasn't even his first gig. Mm. Like, I mean, he went into carpentry. Right, right. Like, you're talking about a guy who got a trade, you know what I mean? Like, he had a change of life. He had a shitty day job, like you gotta have. Yeah. And and then he worked on this other thing on the side, much like stand-up. Right. A lot of the gigs were free. A lot of the gigs were free. Constantly, he's just healing people. He's creating fish out of nothing. But that's the thing. It was a a second job. If If he'd stayed in carpentry. Right. Like, if he just decided, you know what? I just enjoy... I just like making I children. just enjoy planing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. He never would have gone into that second yeah. gig. It's a... Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe he could have just carved his, like, psalms and stuff into the sides of woodwork. You know what I mean? Like... I wonder, 
you know, the thing is, is see, this is a beautiful thing that my father probably mm-hmm. should have pointed out. But maybe that's because everyone in my family, you can you can be anything you want, uh-huh. but get a day job right. was the unspoken rule. It was like you need a shitty day job if you want to rule the world. That's fine. You're going to have to do that after you've paid rent. Uh, I but I absolutely <laughs> agree with that as a philosophy. Like I, I see so many people even in our you know uh, line yep. of work who come, particularly these days, mm-hmm. who come straight into it. Like, yeah. you know, kids like out of high school or even in high school right. who start doing stand-up. And there's no f- hard and firm rule, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but there's no there's Some no of the greatest all, comedians of all time, like Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, all these sure. guys were like 15. Although, weirdly enough, like sometimes I think guys who then burnt – like, you know, had periods of time out. where they burn out. Because A – it's a very early age to be constantly examining everything without much to have actually, you know, examined. Right. But secondly, I think the best thing that always reminds me, even at its shittiest, when comedy is at its shittiest, is I remember what it was like to have an actual job. Oh, right. Right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. I could be working at Kinko's right now and I would fucking, I would kill myself and others. It would not be a positive experience. I remember when I was collecting glasses, like just, you <laughs> had to collect used glasses at a casino like okay. on the midnight oh, like bussing t- bussing yeah glasses yeah, but okay. just for like glasses for the people who were like gambling were just <laughs> leaving that was my job and i was doing the uh, midnight to 8 a.m like and everyone could still smoke inside like wow. and it was like I used to sit on the toilet, like just go into the toilet, like and then just As put it down, break. and then just sit in there and just like t- to hide. I would hide because <laughs> I just wanted it to be yeah. over. It was yeah. like, yeah, it I was get, terrible. I'm gonna take my one of my five minute breaks hiding in the toilet, yeah. so that I can weep. It's uh, yeah, that's t- yeah. The, there there are some amazingly shitty jobs out there, and and to never have them, I think is a, is a bit of a shame. Right, right. Like I, I got a nephew who. Um, who wants to be a salesman and he wants to do this thing. And you're like, well, that's great. Um, you don't have that job right now. In right. other news, uh, you are living off the tit of your grandmother. Right. So if you could please get, wow, I got a little angry. No, 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 but, but I get yeah, that. But it like, would I be- really think my parents have always had this thing. Now, I've, I've uh, been very lucky with my parents, like in that they, um, I, I know that if I ever needed them, okay, like, you know, and even like for example, a few years ago, they had kept like they'd always put a bit of money aside for the weddings of the three kids. Like Aww. so, while they were alive, yeah. you know, they just wanted to be like, and it became reasonably apparent, like about probably five or ten years ago, whenever it was that they wanted to access this money. Yeah. That a, I probably wasn't going to get married, but b, if I was going to get married, I was doing fine enough that right, like, you can pay for your own right. wedding and it'll be fine. Right. So. But they rang, I even remember them at the time ringing me just to go, you know, is, is this okay? Are you fine with it? And I was like, you, I don't, you don't owe me anything. Like, I'm an adult, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. You, like, the greatest thing that you gave me was that from 18 years old when I left home, yeah. I have never asked you guys for, for money. I know that I could. Right. Like, I've known for that 22 years thing. That, that is, if I could. Yeah. But I've also known that I've done everything I possibly could to not have to do that. There was times in my life where I was probably, you know, at a point where I probably should have asked for money, but I didn't want to because I knew that that would be disappointing to them. They wouldn't... They they would have given it to you. They would have given me the money. Yep. 
But it would have been. And I reckon that's about, well, for me anyway, I guess you always like respond to what you had. But I think that's almost the right amount of parenting. Yeah. Like, you know, love them so much until they're at a point where they like, you know, can get their own job. But right. then expect them to like get to their own solvent. job. To be solvent. And to be But there. to be an adult that, or to start being an adult. Yeah. Start learning is... how to like pay rent and get by. Or just even learning empathy. Learning what it's like to actually struggle. Because yeah. you see these people who make it successful and they start like, you know, advocating for, you know, no medical safety net or yeah. tax cuts for the poor or blah 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 and you're like oh because you don't Never know what it's like it. yeah you're the you're the guy at the beginning of upton sinclair's the jungle right <laughs> you're not the guy at the end of it where he hurt himself and now he can't get work uh so that, that idea of like i mean and i've never really struggled struggled you know what i mean like i've always had a roof over my head it's and been stuff. pretty sweet yeah. yeah but it's like i do at least remember what it's like to go out with a bunch of my friends who had like when you know yeah. had job jo- like better jobs because i was starting doing comedy yeah and you know hoping that we were only paying for what we were eating at a meal because if they split the bill, I wasn't going to be able to afford it in front right. of my friends and stuff like that. And it was going to be a bummer. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, even even that level of empathy, you know? I mean, yeah, one of my nephews is um, his mom has a great deal of money and he inherited all this money when he turned 18. Mm-hmm. But he's got to go to college. Right. Right? He's got to learn how to. And so my brother, I talked to my brother yesterday and he said, yeah, I got Eric a job yesterday for the summer. And I said, how did he feel about that? And he goes, I don't care. Uh, he's and I said he's not going to work for you, is he? And he said, "Oh no, he's got to learn to work for other people." Right. And he's got to learn how to do the job right when I am not around to ride him. And it's gonna it's gonna be great. And he'll be fine. And because he's a strong young man, <laughs> he's eighteen. What, what sort of job did you did you have like early on? Me, like when um, did you well, fi- I, first start working? Well, I. The thing is, is I was raised by animals, and uh, God love them, and uh, they meant well. <laughs> they meant well. But I had my um, my first job was when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. I went to this place called Freshie's Pizza, mm. and Freshie's Pizza had a slogan: "We make them, you bake them." Okay. And uh, what I told them is, I they Hang just on. opened. What? We make them, you bake them. They make the pizza, uh-huh. and then you get it to go, and then right. you take it home and you bake it. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a good business. Well, it's, it's a, it was a lot more. They were like, well, then you could buy frozen ones, but they're homemade. Kind so, of. but hang on, they're like, they're, but basically, there's already two pizza models, which is frozen pizzas that you heat up at home. Yep. Or like delivery, delivery pizza. pizza and they've looked at the made. middle of the market exactly. and thought there's an extra step in there <laughs> right. where we can satisfy no ca- one <laughs> this is a cash cow where we create more work than ever right. so what i said was they opened up and i said uh, what i can do is i can go door to door and you know flyer people and tell them if they order it i'll come back i'll call in the order from their house oh yeah okay yep. and then i'll go get it and i'll bring it to uh-huh. them and they're like that's weird. Mm. Okay, if you want to do that. No, no, I, don't and, think, uh, I don't think they were in any position to say that anything was weird with right. their crazy in-between <laughs> business. Right, and they were like, well, we don't have to pay. And they were going to give me 50 cents a pizza. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the lamest, like... And so what happened was, is after a couple of days of doing this, I realized Freshies also had a deal. And uh, they loved to rhyme, the Freshies pizza. And mm-hmm. it was buy three, get one free. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I just started ordering three pizzas and then selling all four of them door to door. Oh, Making then a, netting about twelve or thirteen dollars. A young entrepreneur. Yeah. Well, uh, it well, there's it was crime, and uh, so it wasn't. Well, but it was. Yes. They fired me. It is was it the crime or ever. capitalism? It is very much both. It's and, like uh, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They're so often intertwined. Right. It is. It 
it is the Monopoly game. It is uh, me that is actually if you, if this if this you ended up being like a you know a Wolf of Wall Street style character, that would be the scene they showed from your childhood that, <laughs> that indicated totally what you it, were going to be. I'll tell you, every one of my family members is in some sort of sales, uh-huh. and um, the. Uh, and at one point, almost every one of them, except for my, my, my dad, actually, has been the only person who, and my, my stepmother, my mom, um, all of my siblings have at one point said, you know, you know, I'm really happy for you. I mean, you really, you seem good at this. You seem to enjoy it a lot. But I don't really like stand-up comedy. And I was like, wow, you know, I don't like whatever money laundering industry you're in. Right. But uh, I have, I'm glad you're good at it. And But, it but, the, just, fu- but the funny thing is also that, like I always say, I say this quite a lot and it's not meant to devalue the art form of what it is that we sometimes do. Sure. Like I think that like I, I, I hesitate to say that stand-up comedy is an art but I don't hesitate to say that often stand-up comedy can be art. Right. Not all of stand-up comedy is art. No. Like no. most of it is sales. Like right. most of it and what I mean by that is you are a salesperson going town to town to strangers and you are selling them ideas or thoughts or jokes but Joke. that's essentially yeah. what you're doing. That's... You walk out on stage and you go how well can I sell these ideas to you? Right. A group of strangers. It's yep. old school travelling you know sales. Yeah. My father has always told me that that and I've always rejected it and he's always been right. Right. <laughs> yeah, just because he's right doesn't mean you have doesn't, to tell him he's right. Exactly. There's a difference between that. Right. So I had that. Or oh, was... if you want to make it more romantic, let's yes. use the same one. I like to think that we're like, uh, you know, if you've ever seen a movie like Rounders, you know, yeah. with the, the card yeah. the players grifters, who yeah. will go town to town and there's like, they'll find out where there's a game on in town. Mm-hmm. And you think I can go down and tonight I can like, you know. Pick up some pick up, couple right. bucks. That's what we are. Yeah, that's, okay. exa- that's, that's more exactly. romantic. I mean. How many stories have you heard about people who are on their honeymoon and they're like, oh, they got they got comedy. Maybe right. I'll pick up a set. And then it comes up in the, the divorce proceedings. Right. And uh, you're, right. <laughs> your loved one is like, really? Not even just one? one because it, if we if you substituted for that, like he realized there was a casino there and just right. thought, I'll go down and spend like, then it sounds as horrible. As horrible as it is. Yep. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> We went to Italy for my honeymoon, and I was like, I am consciously not going to even look into any right. sort of stand-up comedy. Yeah, and uh, and so uh, I think it was good. It was good because because yeah. then the thing is, is when there is a job I, or a gig, I, I tend to get stressed out about getting there, making sure sure you know, ruins what your whole I day. Do? It, it, it certainly. And then what if I have a bad set? Because uh-huh. nothing fixes a bad set. Ruins but your a whole good marriage. Set. Yeah, then the marriage is over. <laughs> then the marriage is ruined. You know right. what they say, a bad set on your honeymoon. It's right, exactly. <laughs> First of all, you're barren. Yeah. And then second of all... <laughs> yeah. So everybody in my family got jobs uh-huh. when they were like little, uh-huh. you know? And yeah. then when you're 18, the rule was uh, you had to either get a job or go to college. And if you didn't go to college, you had to pay rent. Okay. And um, and then... Uh, That's good. That's, I like that. That yeah. seems like a fair system to me. It was all right. They, was, it, what is, was the rent at home... A hundred bucks a month. Yeah, so it wasn't commensurate with market rates. No, no. It was, you were getting a at-home yeah. discount. It right, was more right. the idea of you have to pay some rent. Right, you have to contribute yeah. to, the, to the community uh-huh. of this business. Yeah, <laughs> meals included still? Meals included. Yeah, okay. Well, Laundry so, you know, included, still a, sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's still a pretty sweet deal. Pretty sweet deal, yeah. but I think it was like... I, I, think <laughs> I might move in. <laughs> exactly. hundred bucks a month. I'm in. Right. I think my brothers were like, I think I could get an apartment for a buck and a quarter with a bunch of people. And I was like, yeah, stack yeah. like cordwood, like slaves in the hold of a ship. Sure you could. <laughs> Knock yourself out. And uh, But the... Yeah, it's so we've you know 
we've, and everybody in my family much more successful than I am. Mm. Very successful. My oldest brother is an evangelist with his own church. Oh, is that right? That is true. So yeah. hang on. So when someone's an evangelist with their own church, because I come from Australia, which is, uh, or it was, I'm not sure if this is still the case, but I know at one stage was considered to be the least religious country in the entire world, like mm-hmm, smallest mm-hmm. percentage of people who believe in organized religion of any country. It's because everyone gets to live alone. It's because there's only 25 million of you and they're spread across the giant continent. I think that is part of it, probably. They can look up in the sky and go, this will do. And yeah, Well, I think that they have done a bunch of studies that normally, and it's not the case in all places that are highly religious, but normally mm-hmm. the worse your situation, the higher rate of religion because people have to believe there's a better life than the life yes, that they have. Yes, totally Whereas true. people in Australia are like, fuck, fuck heaven, mate. <laughs> Let's stop the fucking boats coming from heaven to Australia, mate. That's what we have to fucking stop. Exactly. We could just go out and pick up that roadkill and barbecue it. Right. It's going to be fine. <laughs> I said it was fresh roadkill mate put it on the national (laughs) put it on the national emblem or put it on the barbecue that's what we say around here um yeah so so okay so uh, how do you get your own church this is what i want to know so like what religion like it's it's a christian it's 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 like a christian it's one of those like and so what what does your own church entail how does that work the church of terry uh the church of terry is very much a uh it's all right. It's, I mean, he's just, he's... Like, what's, how big's the church? How many people would I go think, to, like... I think at, at, at the height, he had yeah. about 200, 250 people in his congregation. Right. So he wasn't hugely successful uh-huh. at it, but he was pretty successful right. at it. And then he always had a day job, which always made me laugh, because I was oh. like, if the rapture's coming, why the second job? Right. Why, uh, why the... Because he's like, because I want to go to Disney World. Right. And, uh... <laughs> and so yeah. they took, he took his kids all to Disney World one year for 14 days. Uh, I mean, that is almost like someone who does believe the rapture is coming. Right, because like, that's let's go and a have giant some bag of money before, for four kids. Before the rapture comes, before the rapture comes, <laughs> Disney World! Exactly, where are you going to go after the rapture? <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, so, I mean, he's, yeah, he's, but he's, what it is, is okay. he's, everyone in my family is super certain of whatever they believe. Oh, like, okay. we're just a bunch sure. of bossy magoos uh-huh. is what we uh-huh. are. And so. So were you raised religious, though? We were in. We were in a, a, a lovely church that was entirely in Armenian, much like you know everyone who's Australian. Uh-huh. Uh, I know everyone who's Armenian. Kim Kardashian. Uh, Kim Kardashian. She yep. is Armenian. Uh, Chloe Kardashian. All your Kardashians. Yeah, right. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the guy who played when I was a kid, it was the guy who played Mannix. I don't know if you ever remember the television program Mannix. That guy was Armenian. Share half Armenian. We were told. When we it's were always kids. great how you can like know them and spot them all. Because like, I'm like that with Australians in yeah. Hollywood. The amount of times where I'm boring somebody, but like, <laughs> oh, you know, she's Australian. Like, I, I was watching you... 24 the other night. I was like, you know, that blonde girl's Australian. <laughs> Why? Why does it matter? <laughs> right. Well, we're just trying to. We can get out of here. It's going to be great. It's a, Armenians. You don't have to just keep going to church and like bringing dad coffee. And uh, so, um, yeah. So it's we were raised at the Armenian church. And uh-huh. what I always say about the Armenian church is that uh, I did, it was perfect for me because it I had no idea what they were saying. Uh-huh. Like it, as far as I was concerned, the entire church experience was be like the nice man in the picture uh-huh. and go get your dad some coffee. Yep. There was a lot of step and fetch it as right. a child okay. uh, because I was a girl child and it's very bossy towards women. Okay. And uh, right. which is fine. I don't mind getting him coffee. It's all just I'll get you some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty, yeah, this is, but the, so it, yeah, so we were, so it was more a social situation than a religious situation, and, um, and then, um, like, I, you know, I got family members who still go to church, and then my sister, 
uh, but they, but like my, my brother's an evangelist. My second oldest brother's a print salesman, very successful. Uh-huh. My third oldest brother's a commodities broker. Right. How does he sleep at night? Yeah. I know. Uh, my sister is on a, a, on a, on a very expensive mattress. <laughs> I imagine. I think he has one of those machines that sound like the ocean. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they <laughs> like block out. They, 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 you can actually set them at the level that blocks out any moral quandaries you might have. There's a, there's an actual. Exactly. Oh, that's what that setting <laughs> can't means. sleep over the sound of your own thoughts. It's fine. It just. White noise. It's white noise. White noise. noise. It stops the screaming. And uh, (laughs) the... uh, Oh, that's unfortunate. No, it's fine. It's almost like my regular uh, podcast where my phone goes off. It's fine. Um, It's in your bag. Do you want to answer it? Do you think it would be urgent? If I if I if I thought I could reach it to turn it off, I'd do it's it. It's fine. Like we're speaking directly into microphones. People in the background. They probably, don't know. Uh, I have a twenty one dollar Go phone just in case I ever want to get off the grid. Oh, Boom. Do you really have like a yeah, yeah? Okay, so I've got like a a burner phone as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's because I have an iPad, and I was like, that's uh, fine. Yeah, right. Because oh, I'm gonna have to swap over because there's certain things that I want to be able to do with apps and stuff. Yeah. Like you know, like Uber and like oh, although right. somebody just got kidnapped. By an Uber driver. So. Someone got kidnapped. Yeah, I was going to take Uber tomorrow. That might be the end of Uber. Wow. Yeah, that might be the end of Uber. <laughs> it was always. It was always a when bit. When did that? It was. Well, I was seeing the paper today. Oh, so. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it was always. It was. You know, it's always fun and games until someone loses an eye. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I guess that was always going to be the problem with Uber. It was always like taking rides with strangers. I know it's counterintuitive to everything your parents (laughs) raised you thinking. Right, stranger danger. It was was a great business model until, oh, the thing that was always going to happen happened. (laughs) Until some nutbag uh, made it through the, um, oh, that's The vigorous. uh, Right, the random half-assed. Well, I don't know. What do you think? Do you have a car? I've had a lot of good experiences with Uber so far. So so far, so and I'm. It's going to be my husband and I. So we'll we'll have each other's backs. Yeah, that's fine. And this is America. We'll both be armed. Uh, Of course, the more guns you have, the the better. I mean, you know what's weird is Andy was telling me that his cousin, uh, my husband, uh, is that when his cousin grew up in Mississippi, he's all of his all of his family's from Mississippi. They to graduate, they had to go through a gun safety class in grade school. To graduate. To graduate from high school, they had to they had to take gun safety at some point through their through grade school. It's amazing, school. isn't it? It's not a bad idea, right? Gee. Yeah, and because uh, we well, take gun safety in Australia as well. It's called you're not allowed to have a gun. <laughs> that's our that's our gun safety uh, program that we have. It's amazing that's how the, effective it is. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Nobody ends up shooting themselves or right. children. No, because um, in in my high school, you had to be able to swim. To graduate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, we live well, right who, ne- who needs to be able to swim anymore, right? Right, exactly. Why would you get in the water in the right. first place? Yeah, how many people are drowning versus how many people are getting shot, right? <laughs> Wait, do you know Damien Clark? Of course Damon I do. Clark. Yep, Damien Clark. Uh, yep. Ten years ago. Very funny Australian comedian now living in Ireland. Now living in Ireland. So at the time, he had to be 22 years old, mm-hmm. right? And we, I was at on some the road. stage, he had to at be, At some yes. point, at some point I mean, in his considering life. considering what age he is now. Exactly. I would have thought if so. We would go back in time. Unless he's born on a leap year or something. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I don't know. Or on a leaf. Yeah. What? Okay, so uh, but he was. Uh, I was on that Melbourne nine-week uh, road the tour, the Melbourne Comedy Festival road show. Yeah, I did the entire thing. Yeah, that's uh, that something they don't let people do anymore. Right, right, because nobody is like, oh, that's right, you. Because I was on with Fleety, uh-huh. and I was on. Oh, that's something they don't let people do anymore either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Spent nine months, nine weeks with Fleety. Four weeks. Well, I was yeah. like four weeks with him. Uh-huh. There was two guys named Damien, uh-huh. uh, and I. Damien Callanan. 
Yes. 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 At, who had the greatest joke about how aw, his when he got married on his wedding video, he would never tell it on stage. I don't know why I would tell uh, the 25 million people of Australia now. Yeah. But uh, David and they're all Callahan, listening, and they're even all the million listening. that haven't been born yet. Exactly. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but he he said that he has a developmentally disabled cousin, and on his wedding video, all you hear is her saying, "What Damien doing?" What Damien doing? <laughs> you know what? I, I, do, I do know that story. That's okay, a beautiful that, It's a beautiful story. <laughs> it's a beautiful but Damien story. Clark, we're on the road four weeks. I did four yep. weeks with those guys, and then I did four weeks with like um, uh, David O'Doherty. Yep. And, uh, David O'Doherty. And uh, Stuart Lee. And oh uh, it was an amazing show. An amazing show. Well, and, DOD and Stuart Lee, uh, yeah. they are two of the most brilliant comedians brilliant. in the world. Just out of the gate. Like, you're just like, where does your brain... Have you uh, read Stuart Lee's book? I The long tome where he dissects his yeah, own the, three the hours and then yep. annotates it. Yes. It took me almost a year to read it. Right. Yeah, I did read it. Yeah. And I mentioned it, uh, which is probably why I read it. Because right. my self-absorption is almost complete. <laughs> Great way to get people... <laughs> Well, it's, you're, you're essentially the equivalent of those books they put out for kids who don't like to oh, read yeah. where you can put their name in the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're like that. Is my name in it? Is, is one of the characters called Jackie? <laughs> is there a Jackie Cation Choose Your Own Adventure? Yes, there is. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I'd love if Stuart Lee put out a version of that book with every comedian. Like, you know, like it, there's a... Because they do that oh. with Pixar movies and uh, they did it with the latest Captain America movie. Uh, so in the, what have you seen do? the latest Captain Winter America Winter Soldier? Yeah. Right. So you know the opening scene, well, not the opening scene, but it's at the start of the movie where uh, he's looking at the list of things he has to catch up on and he puts mm. the extra one on the list and oh, there's yeah, a, yeah. a bunch of other funny things on yeah. the list. Right, right. Like different Netflix. in different countries. In oh. Australia, it said like uh, Steve Irwin, Tim okay. Tams, like oh. all these like Australian oh, that's things. Cool. Were, yeah. So, all right. and they often get uh, in a Pixar movie, they'll take one character and they'll get different countries. I mean, it's a PR thing, really. Right. Of but, course, they're just like we are going to market it for this. Oh, look at Indonesia. What's right. happening in Jakarta? Yeah. Who's Who's <laughs> Jakarta's uh, most popular morning radio DJ? <laughs> they're now a fish. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like the some Suharto joke in the middle right. of nothing. Well, so, that's an amazing roadshow. Yeah, that was an amazing roadshow. But Damien Clark, uh, the first four weeks I was with those guys and they wouldn't stop riffing because they oh, were yeah. all super uh, young comics. Yeah. And every, that's what young comics do. That's what young comics do. Every, everything's hilarious. Yep. Everything's hilarious. Yep. So, but we get to, I think. You're like young puppies, really, young comics. Because it's just like, you know, you're going for it and everyone's having fun. Yeah. Like, but it's like puppies playing with each other where it's like almost too much fun. Right, like, right. We're the all having fun, but we're, but we're like bat- yeah, biting each other's faces yeah. and stuff. And then you get to a point where you say, they just become an old dog sitting in the corner <laughs> shaking your head at that nonsense. Like, yeah, I remember, but oh my God. Right, it's too much. It's, uh, yeah, so we were in Cairns, uh-huh. and uh, and so, or was, I don't know where the hell we were, but we were swimming. North Queensland somewhere, uh, probably. Yeah, somewhere beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, 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 and tropical. And so, but it was very nice. And, um, oh yeah, because we were in the in the reef. We were okay. in the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, right. and, so you were, and you. Dave, Dave, he looks over and he goes, Hey, I heard there's a shark over there and starts swimming towards it. And I was like, you are not, what's happening now? What's, what's going to happen? And, uh, and then later he said, there was a sign. He showed me the picture. He said, there was a sign that says, um, alligators or crocodiles. Which one? Uh, it'd be crocodiles. It'd be, okay, so yep. crocodiles uh, crocodiles don't swim. And right next to the sign, so he was hanging out with a friend. He says, so one of the other comics, and he goes, so I saw the sign, and I was like, I'm jumping in. So I jump in. And, uh, and there was a little girl, maybe seven years old with an ice cream, just licking her ice cream, going, 
saw a croc about an hour ago. And uh, he was like, swim, swim, get the hell out. <laughs> so in other words, he lived. Yep. Good for him. Yeah, no, no, he's doing well. He's a great guy, Damon. Yeah. I yeah, like yeah. him. Good egg, right? Living yeah. in uh, Ireland. And Living all. in Ireland, doing really well over yeah. there. So, yeah, it's exciting. All right, so. Yeah. I, I love that we're now 33 minutes in and I still haven't ex- finished <laughs> explaining to you what's or, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, what is going so, on? Um, so Charlie left to go to Home and Away. That's where mm-hmm. we got to in this story so far, oh, that's right? Great. So then, uh, no, no, this is good. <laughs> I like this. this <laughs> we may get through it all by the end of the episode. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so Charlie left. Um, he's been away for 18 months. And so in the meantime, I've been doing a podcast called Fofop. Now, the reason it's called Fofop is around the time that he was leaving, unbeknownst to us, we started joking about the fact I was at the time obsessed by a TV show called Fringe. Yes. I don't know if you've ever watched oh, the TV show yes, Fringe. I, I right. Have okay. The show. So you would know that it's a you know it's a, a quantum yeah you know, it's a based on that quantum multi worlds theory that yes. you know for every parallel action there's universes. parallel universes yeah, yeah. and stuff like that right yeah you know, weirdly enough terribly in that one like where all the characters had the same jobs but there was just no World Trade Center or whatever yeah. like it wasn't. It made yeah. no sense, but that was... Yeah. How about spend an extra 12 hours writing that? Right. Anyway, go ahead. Or maybe an extra 12 minutes. <laughs> right. Anything. Just my, think about it. My, it was my favorite show for how they would explain things. Like, you know, somebody would come through some time portal and they'd be like, how do you, is that? And like the scientist dude would just come in and go, well, you know how when you grab an orange and you push your finger into it, that. And I'm like, that's not an explanation. <laughs> that's just words. Well, first of all, nobody does that. No. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know when you put a banana in your ear and sing the American national anthem? It's like that. It's no. exactly like that. You're familiar, right? Uh, so uh, there was a character called Olivia. Okay. In the alternate universe, they had nicknamed the alternate universe Olivia Faux-Olivia. So we started joking about the idea that there was a universe somewhere. This is unbeknownst to us that Charlie was going to have to leave the podcast. Right. There was a universe where Charlie had to leave the podcast because – uh, he'd become really successful in right, acting. Right, right, And that the podcast was called Fofop. In this the... is like the secret. Right. All you had to do is vision board it. Right. And then all of a sudden it happened. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Except that that meant that I now didn't have my podcast partner. <laughs> that was, oh, sure. It sure. wasn't my vision Pink. board. Right, it wasn't your, it was his vision oh, board. Oh, hang on, my vision board's upside down. <laughs> my vision board doesn't involve everyone I wanted to hang out with. <laughs> and that isn't cool. So he went off to do that. 18 months of um, him not being able to do the podcast. I started Fofop started doing it with guest Charlie Clausen's of whom you are one now. Excellent. However, I'll be playing the part of Charlie Clausen. Here's what's happened since then, though. This is yes. why I, this is why it was a good day to tell this story today because there are listeners out there that I haven't explained this to he yet. He wasn't either. kidnapped by Uber, was he? He was kidnapped by. <laughs> I used to host this with a Nigerian school girl. No, too soon, too soon, and too terrible. Um, so I am um, no. And I laughed. Go. He uh, after eighteen months, he's got the. I guess the the. They're a bit more trusting of the fact that he's a good guy and he's oh, not okay. going to like. Because the the problem was in the old days. Sometimes we would talk about things on this podcast that weren't family friendly. Right. So they were worried that you know, like that he might have Tourette's in the middle of a shooting. Like no, in the middle of the show or something? No, no, no. They were more worried that somebody would come and listen to the podcast and they'd be like, the guy from, you know. Oh, it would be revealed that he once right. talked about his wiener. Yeah. And, the guy uh, from Home and Away like once had a 55-minute conversation. I think this was our big problem episode. Okay. This was the one that always comes back to as like the one where people. The in the- right. 
One day I just asked the question, just sincerely, I just wanted to know mm -hmm. that if you one day discovered, like in a superhero, like, you know, sort sure. of way, you got, sure. you know, bitten on the penis by a radioactive spider, sure. if you will, and suddenly your semen, like, cured all disease, right? Oh, right. Right? But you had to have sex with the person to... Like to put it into them. That was like it didn't work. You right. couldn't just extract <laughs> couldn't it and just inject it. it or like sure. whatever. You had to like. Wasn't a turkey baster situation. You couldn't. You had right. to like have sex. Right. You had so, to somehow get turned on by the right. by the person with the disease. So what do you do? What's your right. like? And what is your moral obligation? Like, <laughs> I, do you have an obligation to like heal the sick? Right. Or can you still just have and sex with people you're attracted to? Or like, what about age? Like, I mean, because the age restrictions, right. relations, like people you're closely related to. Oh, because yeah. they're the people that you want to save the most if they have right. an illness right it's but you can't maybe yeah there's right. trouble there's trouble with that topic right sure so we hadn't involved that's the one that always comes back to <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah so um they've, they've given a, a bit of a grace period they've given us a couple of restrictions but not too many they've been right. really good about like you know in general yeah. you know they don't want us to say sh bad shit about the show obviously and stuff right. like that right, not that right. we would that no he's very happy but um He's been able to come back to the podcast. So after 18 months, so that oh. just happened on uh, the 1st of June. 1st okay. of June, so just like this four days it? ago or whatever. Yeah. He's just come back to the podcast. So it's probably been the biggest moment since the first podcast you ended. You're back. He's Congratulations. Back. So people are, but he's only been back for eight episodes because okay. we had to record when I was in Australia. I was only home for a few days. Oh, right, right. Blah, blah, blah. So you knocked so, out eight episodes. So yeah, eight episodes in a week. Holy smokes. Yeah. You guys caught up. We caught up. Yeah, we had yeah, right. <laughs> and talked about the same shit we did 18 months ago, to be honest. But so he's back and people have been going, Well, what happened? What does that mean for Fofop? Oh, now right. that the time streams are back together, does that mean that this mm -hmm. one does mm -hmm. this one disappear? Exactly. Well, no. I mean, this would be a terrible time to tell you yes. By the way, Jackie, <laughs> your episode will never air. This has been a ploy to get you here and meet my friend from Uber. <laughs> I've called you a car. Exactly. Uh, I've called you a car. Uh, awesome. Um, so you're so, going to do two. So you'll just So now I'm just going to continue. Well, I mean, we're only doing the other one for eight episodes anyway, and we've already recorded them. So I'll continue doing this one as well. So Okay. Well, uh, will you re will it be on iTunes under the same name? or? Still, yeah. Well, it always has been. I consider okay. it to be part of the same universe. Oh, good. Like it's all Perfect. part of, you know, it's there all part of the... That's Same it. universe, and it, well, it ought to be. Yeah. I've always wanted, to, I've always wanted to do an after Louis. Weirdly enough, I wonder oh, yeah, if I could put yeah. that in the Dork Forest, where it would be a fifteen-minute podcast where I would review each episode of Louis and the life choices that should have been made. That's a good. That's a good concept <laughs> for a show. Sure, why not? Right. I mean, you got to get Chris Hardwick on board because I think right, he owns he, the he, idea of doing after things. After things, I, he might, and in his copious amounts no. of free time, let's get him. Right. I, th I, I think even uh, even yeah, come the apocalypse, uh, you'll be like uh, the apocalypse is happening. Uh, the rapture is happening on Thursday. <laughs> on Friday, Chris Hardwick will be hosting <laughs> after the rapture. If you <laughs> right, as long as he's got time, you know, it's a he'll probably get a car bring him and take him home it really really streamlines his time uh, so um yeah. so that's 40 minutes in we're caught up to date that's so date, now we can now we can actually start the podcast which is good what, thank what, you thank you, know. you for, very much for coming on the podcast <laughs> thanks so for having I me i appreciate that firstly Excellent. no we were gonna uh, we we're gonna talk a little bit about australia because i want to like you touched on it there going yeah, for a road show tell me so we first met uh, what 10 years was it 10 yeah, years it ago it had to have been 2004 right so uh because i went i was riding a coattail i was Riding the Murray Bamford coattail. Good coattail. Excellent coattail. I was, I, I, as I've said to everyone, uh, feel free to take me along and drop mm. me off somewhere in the middle. 
You don't right. have to take me all the way to the top. I can right. I, I can hike some of it. Exactly. And, uh, <laughs> but if you got a leg right. up, I'm in. Yeah. And Bamford. If you're been... a Sherpa, I'm happy to take along. <laughs> exactly. I know you've climbed this mountain yep. a thousand times. That's right. <laughs> I just want to go once, say I did. And <laughs> so... just show me, just show me the way to base camp. Exactly. I can make I can make my own decisions from there. <laughs> and so I did. Yeah. So Bamford, uh, Marie, and I were. Like best, I mean, we've been friends for for twenty years. You know, I since. thought that the Maria um, episodes of Louis, speaking of Louis, to bring that back together, were so great, so funny, so funny, like so funny, like crazy funny. And yep. she's got she's on a new show. She's on a new show on uh, on USA called Benched. Oh, really? That has not yet aired, but she's recurring. She's got a, okay, she's got a recurring part on uh, USA. So, um, but so I went with her because she was doing the. I don't even know if they're still doing this anymore. I've emailed Susan. Provenon? Uh, Susan Proven. Proven, that's it. Mm. Um, maybe maybe I, I you've been her. emailing Susan Provenon, though. Well, that that's why you're not, getting, you're not getting I like to back. ethnic up everyone's name. <laughs> there's, a, there's a woman called Susan Provenon. Anderson? Like... Anderson. Is it, is it all right if I call you Sone, Evander? And uh, the, uh, yeah, just Prov... Proven? Uh, yeah, P-R-O-V-A-N, Proven. Yeah, Proven. Yeah, just Proven. Yeah. All right. Like yeah, it's like they came, it's swallow. like there was some product called Van, and then they came out with a better version of it, like Provan. Oh, you know, Provan, Proven, but, but Proven. Yeah, Proven. Okay, yeah. So I've emailed her every year, yeah. uh, just saying, "Hey, I, I would do it again," mm. and uh, no response. No response. But I keep getting the schedule in the mail. It's nice of her to sp- <laughs> spend international money to send me the schedule. It's real sweet. Anyway, in other news, I went in 2004, and all I was doing was just hanging out, right? Uh-huh. And um, what I ended up doing was I. Um, picked up one of the shows at the at the festival night thing, uh-huh. and then I picked up a couple of sets, like one in an alley behind uh, <laughs> behind a coffee shop. Right, made fifty bucks. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> at the time it actually right. really helped. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the amount of times you can go to an, an alleyway and earn fifty bucks. <laughs> right, allow me right. to say uh, I was doing stand up comedy, yeah. and uh, <laughs> so. Oh yeah, I was doing something much more degrading than what you ex- were thinking. Exactly, uh, I would. Call more than fifty dollars if you were going to drag me into an alley to do something sexual. Yeah, that's right. I value the thing I do as my living right, <laughs> much, much less. less. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. So, but that trip uh, that was super fun. And so the next year, she asked if I wanted to do the the tour. Yeah, the road show. Uh, yeah, and so um, so you would have gone to some amazing like places in amazing. Australia. Like yeah, you've we, already mentioned North Queensland, but if you're on the road for nine months, where did you? Can you remember weeks, where? Yeah. Nine, sorry, nine months. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you, my my, uh, my my boyfriend at the time, who is now my husband, it's yep. all working out. Okay, nice. Uh, good. So he he came, and that first week we were in Melbourne, and we went and saw. We went to Phillips Island, I think it's called, to see the tiny uh, tiny penguins. Oh, uh, you went to uh, Phillip Island. Phillip Island, yep. singular. Where uh, we we're uh, the home of the Hemsworth brothers. Is it to bring it back again? Oh, there Thor. you go. Those yep. are handsome gentlemen. They yep. do a lot of sit-ups. I'm told. Yep. And uh, so, but the uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to be pronouncing everything incorrectly because uh, it's been. But the, no, that's good. I like yeah. that's fine. I even but right. Uh, so Philip Philip Island's really good Phillip though. Philip Island was I, a good I like day. that. See the fairy penguins. Right, right. Saw the fairy penguins. They yep. stopped off and they were like, "Do you want to hold a koala?" And I was like, "I don't. I don't. I wouldn't want anyone to hold no, me." They're riddled with chlamydia and they've got the sharp claws. And yeah, 
And why don't I just look at it and go, yeah, yeah. that's a koala. It's all oh, working out for Or just like it. get like a, a, you know, a, like a teddy bear style thing that looks like a koala and hug that. <laughs> and call it a day. Right, that'll and then, do. And we said they, they also had uh, sadly wormy kangaroos that you could pet if you wanted. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. I didn't want any part of that no. either. I'm just like, I'm a hu- I don't want to pet the dolphins. I don't want to swim with the dolphins. I feel like it's rude. Okay. I feel like there are some that's animals. That's their area. Yeah, I feel If they like, want to hang out, they can come on to, into our yeah, area. Exactly, right. If the dolphins come over and hang out with me right. and rub against me like a cat yeah. then I wish to hang out with the Although, dolphin. by the way and um, uh, incredibly sexually aggressive dolphins oh I've heard about the yeah. raping dolphins yeah, the that's raping right. dolphins well they are very smart <laughs> great American need... sporting team <laughs> It's a, they had a couple of scandals. But. <laughs> it goes with the little-known um, children's book called The Meanest Jesus. Mm. Anyway, but the uh, – uh, this is my brother wrote that. No, he didn't. Anyway, but the uh, but the thing is, is – is yeah, so I went there, and then we flew up, and we went to, like, weird little mining towns, uh-huh. and we went to Cairns, and I had a bug. A bug uh, that looks like a lobster tail, but it's its own animal. Oh, like a Morton Bay bug or something. Yeah, that's it, a yep. bay bug. And then uh, – and we, we went on a catamaran out to the Great Barrier Reef, uh-huh. and it was – because – See, that's – now, that, that would have been spectacular, right? Did you yeah. enjoy that? The fact that on this nine-week tour, the Melbourne Festival Roadshow organized on purpose different uh, tourist things for oh, us. Oh, yeah, definitely. Was the greatest. But, I mean, it was like there'd be no reason you wouldn't want to do it again, except for nine weeks is a long time. Uh, they, I don't think they do anyone for the whole nine weeks now. I think okay. I, Greg Barron's just been on a six-week stretch, and I think that's about as long as they send that's anybody plenty. these days. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was, there's a place up that part of the world called Magnetic Island, I think it was where we were. Yeah. And Ross Noble, who do you know who Ross no, Noble is? No. Okay, so if you ever get a chance, check out Ross Noble. He's probably, I mean, he may even be the biggest, if like not, he'd be one of the biggest, if not the biggest UK comedian. And he's a co- completely improvised stand-up, freewheeling, like okay. genius. Like yeah. absolute genius. Amazing. And, but he also turns out that he it w- was raised sailing and so one day we spent the entire day, we had a day off on the road show back in 1999 and he, we got a catamaran, just the two of us, and I lay on the catamaran out in the middle of the ocean as he sailed us around the ocean and just talked to me for the day. It was, it was pretty stunning. Oh, dude, that's like yeah, a yeah. dream come true. Right. Okay, but we, we uh, and then we take these, you know, we drive for four to six hours some mm-hmm. days. And oh, yeah, of the, course. And, and the young men would riff. Yep. And then I would be like, I wish to be social. And not, and that was with Fleety. It was me and Fleety and Damien Clark and Damien Callahan uh-huh. and one other young man and the woman who ran it, Barbara. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. She was okay. the tour manager. She sure. was great. And um, and then, but one, and then we would take these short hop airplanes, because uh, everything I knew pr- previously about uh, uh, Australia, by the way, Harlequin romances. From, oh, high school, from high school. Really? Yeah, there was always a, there was a super, lot, super aggro, awesome Aussie dude who was, he was just, he was a businessman, but he was a cowboy. And it was the the lamest, really? awesome. Yeah, it was always like, it's the outback, you know, and there'd be like some American woman and he'd be constantly explaining things, you know, he's just like, stop talking. And, uh, Interesting. <laughs> and was, yeah, so I'd okay. read probably a dozen of them when uh-huh. I was in, in high school. And so, but we would fly and we went to this one mining town that was near the East Coast, and it was one of the weirdest towns. Everyone was fabulously wealthy, uh-huh. but they had like these dead eyes because they spent all of their time uh, underground in a mine. Right. Yeah, and the kids, and, and it was just the weirdest experience. But we went to these amazing, we went to Kalgoorlie. 
Right, Kalgoorlie. Uh, where yep. the streets are paved with whorehouses. Uh-huh. And, uh, and Used to be uh, the most brothels per capita of anywhere in the entire world. It's not anymore because a lot of them have closed. What happened? Who, Portland, Oregon? What happened? <laughs> and uh, I um. <laughs> Uh, the, the thing about it was, and if, if for people from, from overseas, uh, if, if you've ever seen Pris- Priscilla, Queen of the Desert or yeah. any of those movies, it's that sort of – but because it used to just be exclusively men right. like in this town, like, you know, so it was set up with this, like, you know, street of it's a street. Like, brothels. Cre- and you can now do like, like tours. tours. Yeah. We were, that's, I heard about the tours and I was like, let's go on this tour. And then we show up and it was a working brothel and uh-huh. I was made creeped out and I was like, you're not getting my $35. Right. And we, we went into the gift shop. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, oh, Larry, did you enjoy today? <laughs> Get something from the gift shop on your way out. You're going to want a mug, aren't you? Yeah. I went to the brothel and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. Right, because that's what, yeah, normally people want to be discreet, but make sure you go through the gift (laughs) shop on the way out. Right. Well, and the weird thing is, is that the front of this brothel had like a (laughs) Sears-like window where there were mannequins dressed in gowns. Uh Uh-huh. And they were of different races and different sure. sizes. And yeah. They were like, oh, can I get the one that would kind of look like the one in the gold dress? <laughs> I don't know if it was like a Denny's menu where you'd right. point at it all drunk. I did see, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, home moon over Miami. Oh, well, maybe that's why if you had less than $35, you got to spend the night with. Like, look, we don't have any girls. <laughs> right. There's a mannequin. <laughs> there's a mannequin who'll do whatever you want. Did you go to uh, Moon Tower this year? Uh, no, no, because they gave away free uh, in the swag bag. There was a a, a a fake vagina. It was called a fleshlight. Oh, okay, no, no, no. So we've spoken about the fleshlight on this show before. Other people have brought up the fleshlight. Well, I, it's be, it's just it's such a wait. The first time you ever see a like an artificial vagina, vagina <laughs> yeah, yeah. like it becomes a thing that people tend to then bring up. <laughs> Right? Right? Like, which is exactly I I picked up the uh, the the gift bag and I was uh-huh. like oh is there booze in here uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> right right and uh, they were like and the woman who handed it to me said you're gonna want to check that out before yeah. you walk away from this table right and so I looked and I was like the hell is this and she said it's exactly what it says it is and I go well then this is for Rich Miller Richard Miller might enjoy this as a gift from me and he could stick his wiener in that and that'll be fun for him and yeah uh, I went to uh, Bridgetown in Portland and there was no rubber vagina <laughs> you got a condom was- and a donut so I suppose <laughs> you could make your own arrangements <laughs> <laughs> that, that, nice work, Andy Wood. That's the Portland, the Portland flashlight. <laughs> we call this the Portland flashlight. You get uh, a donut I, and a condom. I actually and no my questions. Knee. <laughs> I actually knee slapped. That was a knee slapper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think we know what we're going to call the episode. That's always good when I. Uh, <laughs> um, but. Uh, uh, it's something. There's something sad about the condom uh, that uh, when they. So I think in Portland they had the condom like it was you know placed next to the bed. You know when you oh, got okay. into the hotel room mm-hmm. because like every all the comics were staying at the same hotel. So right. you know it's just there. And uh, there is something kind of just sad about like when you ch- the only thing that hasn't been moved in your room from when you check in <laughs> to when you check out four days later <laughs> is the condom that's just sitting in that same right, place. You ate the donut. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> the donut's gone. <laughs> I said, I'm not wasting this fucking. <laughs> <laughs> These exactly. donuts are delicious. I don't want to get to know it. I want to eat it. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. And, uh, um, all right. So mining towns. You went to Kalgoorlie, uh, yep. which 
Did you play that beautiful theater? Did they have the beautiful yes. theater there by then? Yeah. Yes, okay. it was so gorgeous. And then, and all of these. They have this were theater amazing. and the the, um, the back room because they because they've got all this money and they've all got this disposable income because it's out in the right. middle of the desert. You can't. What are you going to buy? I mean, right? the, the Amazon won't even deliver there. So, <laughs> so they're just well, once they get the drone things going, they'll, they'll be <laughs> right, fine. Right, right. Then you'll get hit by it as you walk down the streets. Uh, so they. Um, built this beautiful art center but the, my favorite thing about it is the green room all the furniture in the green room and there's a little plaque there that yeah. says the furniture was uh, supplied by and it's like a local comedian who's like an australian comedy icon but not necessarily in like oh, so but I'll he put, grew up there right oh and I'll weird put, and i'll put it this way yes. when he when i was growing up the only sort of comedy tapes you could get apart from maybe like a best a bill cosby album or like a bob newhart album but like right. that you really couldn't get anything else right wow. apart from there was two australian like uh, road you know comics, road comics yeah uh, who like kept putting out albums mm-hmm. one was a guy called rodney root okay yeah so you R-O-T? can imagine R-O-T? Uh, sorry? Root? Like oh, Rodney Root, R-U-D-E. <laughs> okay, like Root. Root. Yeah. Rodney Root. Rodney Root. Oh, even weirder. Yep. Okay, go. And the other one uh, was a guy called Kevin Bloody Wilson, right? Now, okay, so Kevin, clearly good writing right. is happening here. Kevin Bloody Wilson, um, he... Well, the weird thing about Rodney Root is very interesting because his comedy is very much uh, club, you know, working right. man Rodney, club comedy. Probably right? Rodney Dangerfield. Right. Well, of. even like probably rougher. Rickles or... or yeah, no, but, yeah, but not the... You, I think you're giving those him a bit oh. too much credit to compare him to, <laughs> to Don Fox? Rickles. Or, yeah, okay. Yeah, more. That's yeah. More just hey, I'm going to talk about body parts right, and some yeah. fluids. Very okay. much. Okay. But in so far as the history of Australian comedy, because he was from Queensland, that had a lot of laws. He did a lot of what yeah the, the Lenny Bruces or whatever over here did because yeah. he was the guy who kept having to fight the laws oh, about right. obscene language and so oh, so he stood up for right. he took the bullet essentially so despite the fact that his comedy is certainly not my style of comedy or something yep. that i necessarily even like endorse that his story and what he did for me being able to do what it is that i do what for a living do. was yeah. very important yeah yeah the other guy was this guy kevin bloody wilson now kevin bloody wilson just wrote um funny like funny songs oh, okay but, and they were guitar just the, comic and the, yeah and guitar it was, comic was not the greatest thing in the world yeah. yeah and like but his songs were all things like do you fuck on first date, Shua, Shua, or like, you know. Uh, oh, he did it in a doo-wop voice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, he had a, he's probably his most famous uh, song uh, was called Hey Santa Claus, You Cunt. Excellent. Uh, which was sung by sung from the perspective of a kid uh, on Christmas Day. And so the kidding. lyrics were things like, hey, Santa Claus, you cunt, where's me fucking bike? <laughs> you know, like that was pretty much the, right, it was... You know, one, right. one of his other big hit songs was a song called Rootin' in the Back of the Ute. Okay. So, <laughs> you're probably getting the vibe of... I am getting the vibe. There's a 14-year-old boy right now going, where do I get that? That, right. that sounds awesome. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and that's exactly what it was. And right? it was, and it was, and it is made for a specific uh, uh, age and, and, and time in, in right. life. Yeah. So... Kevin Bloody Wilson, mm-hmm. uh, he donated all the furniture and stuff in the green room of that. So that was him. Kevin Bloody Wilson paid for all that at that uh, yeah. beautiful theatre. Yeah. So there's a little plaque for Kevin oh. Bloody Wilson there. Oh, that's very nice. But also when you, I went on the Brussels tour, uh, they had a Kevin Bloody Wilson, uh, the, the Kevin Bloody Wilson wank tank, they called it. <laughs> Which was if you couldn't afford <laughs> to like, do oh, anything. okay. If you can't yeah. uh, have a person involved, you, go you could into go this, into that tank like you couldn't just tank. stay at your house. Right. And, uh, and oh, I want to do something special. I want, yeah, take I want to get Kevin Bloody Wilson involved. <laughs> 
I'd like to imagine they played his songs like on loop in there or something like that. You know that uh, Peoria, Illinois, barely acknowledges that um, that what's his name is from there. Um, iconic. I- a total brain freeze. You're not helping me. You're going to have to help uh, me. Eddie Murphy. Uh, no, no. Before that, Bill Cosby and then Richard Dirty, Pryor. Richard Pryor is from Peoria, Illinois. Uh-huh. And, I'll uh, cut Peoria, out when you, c- you couldn't remember Richard Pryor's care. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Richard Pryor was an what? amazing. Because they were racist. Or because uh, they so. just, or because he I said so. bad he things was raised, about. He was raised, his parent is. Uh, by the way, his, somebody's just started using a leaf blower outside. Hello, I left leaf? the yeah, I left the door open. I'm just going to. Yep. We know that it's winter in Australia right now, but here it's beautiful, beautiful 80 degrees. Well, I've got to tell you, I was back in Australia last week mm-hmm. and uh, it was the end of May and it was the hottest end of May uh, since they've started recording weather. So mm. yay, global warming. I'm sure everything's I'm on sure, fire. I'm sure everything has, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's It no was beautiful, but don't get me wrong. It was beautiful, <laughs> but. Right. Yeah. I, uh, okay, so I've also been, uh, two years ago, I went to Sydney for a destination wedding. And since it wasn't uh-huh. my wedding, I did stand-up. Okay, yeah, uh, that's fine. You can do stand-up. Then I could write that off, right? right. Oh, yeah, and, perfect, yeah, yeah, of that's course. exactly what I did so, uh, Where did you do stand-up when you were uh, in Sydney? Uh, d- do you remember? It, it you don't have a, to remember. It was a bar. It was a beautiful bar on the uh-huh. outskirts of uh, Sydney, and it was uh, something with the word friend in it. Oh, the friend in hand? Friend in hand. Yeah, right. Friend Mike in hand at the friend in That's hand. That's it. It Beautiful was the greatest. Gig. It was a great nice gig. Nice little upstairs gig at the friend in hand in Glebe. And it's like. So. Yeah. And, and Beautiful so gig. much comedy. Yeah. And then he was like, so you're going to do like 45. And I said, wait, we just saw two and a half hours of stand up uh-huh. comedy. And he's like, oh, they will sit for it and they will like it and then I will pay uh-huh. you. And I said, wait, you're paying me? Yep. There was a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things were happening. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, no, that, they're great guys. They run a great room, and it's it like it's, it's twelve years old or something now, and still it's running been going really strong on forever. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. And, and the audiences were so smart and wonderful. Stand-up comedy in in Australia is so beautiful to me, because uh, in ten years ago, it's maybe it's different now, but uh-huh. one of my favorite things about Australian comics were that they were like, no one's watching. We could do whatever the fuck we want to do, and you're like. No, I don't think you're quite as isolated as you think you are. Everyone has the interwebs now. And they're like, I'm still doing whatever I want to do because no one's watching. And so it was so unique. And so it came from such a different place than, than, you know, and I'm sure that there's hacky Australian comics, but it was not, everyone was like, no, I get to do whatever I want because no one cares about Australia. Well, I think part of the the reason is that there is no – I mean, look, there's some particular career projections where, like, people might go into morning radio or they might, like, get a TV show or whatever. But there's only but four there is, channels. Right. And there isn't that sort of, uh, you know, thing of here of, like, getting your set together or people going out to watch people try to get their set together. It's For, more about, like, you know, developing festival shows and being able okay. to do long periods of time. So, of course, and you're going to experiment. All the time. Well, and, yeah, I mean – so great i always i always find it amazing like because i've done 19 different one hour shows in the last well i mean this year it was a five minute show but like but you know but yeah but in the last 19 years i've done 19 different shows yeah, the melbourne comedy festival I would have like to you talk know done to my dad every day to get that kind of material right <laughs> <laughs> but the point is like when i come over here that sounds like a lot yeah. but there'd be people i mean fleety's probably done that many shows like you know there's like yeah. dave hughes has probably done not many less oh, than that right. yeah, show yeah. because if you are a person who's been doing comedy for like that long However in Australia many years you've been and doing, you, you want to do that festival new. every year you 
basically have to have a new, a new show. So right. so it's just the system that we were raised in. We never knew anything differently. Yes. Well that was right. that was why it was fascinating from as an as an outsider looking in on that. And then of course the four channel thing cracked me up because I did the glass house, mm-hmm. I think with you. That's right. And my then show, nine channel. weeks later I was in Perth and I was recognized on the street by uh-huh. a child. Right. And I was like, What's happening? Yeah. He said Weren't you on the glass? Of that was a very popular, a very popular show with children. I was like, "Why is there a nine-year-old who knows who I am?" Right. Nine yeah, no, it later. is. It's like it's like the old days where you could actually go on the Tonight Show and yeah. people would and see you in the street the next day yeah. and think you were a celebrity. Oh my god, you you must be somebody. And I was like, "Nope, no, well-kept secret in show business, Jackie Cation." Oh, you are on one of our four channels. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I always want to do things like move somewhere because I think it's going to be better. I'm not alone. Everyone has a, a geographic plan where it's all going to work out for them. My God, and- Jackie, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh, that's I'm right. in the You're middle of that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I said, but I said to my husband last, like a month ago, I said, I should move to New York because all the comedians in New York. And then I stopped talking and he goes, what, mm. what, yeah. what do all the comedians in New York uh-huh. get? And uh, I was like, they all have their own shows on television. Mm. And he goes, mm. I know that sounds ridiculous. You yep. said, yeah, I just wanted you to hear yourself say yeah, it. <laughs> just, yeah, that's right. Say, say it out loud. Say it out loud so you can hear how dumb that is. Yeah. But not dumb. Because there's know. only like eight comedians in New York. Right. It turns yeah. out nobody's doing stand-up in right. New York. I will be incredibly unique. It'll be fine. You'll and be then, in demand. How, right. How many 45-year-old women are there? Right. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for work. What like, would be the the Jackie Cation show? Like if if you know if you were gonna like if someone came to you, I like have like now, several ideas, of course. My, I mean, I you know obviously you don't have to give your ideas away, but what's the ideal like you know? No, please move with it. Do okay. whatever you need yeah. to do, uh, but, but please uh, at least send me a check. Yeah. But uh, I <laughs> let me play somebody's aunt right. on the show. <laughs> I mean, the show that would have me in it that yeah. I, from what i Oh, yeah, I've okay, seen, that's good. That's what I like. Yeah, that's, yeah so this is good. From what I've what seen we of Los in? Angeles yeah. would be, I I would be a perfect female Kevin James. Oh, yeah, okay. Right? I right. could be an airport cop. Uh-huh. And I could be a TSA agent. Yeah. And it would be one of the snarkiest, funniest things in the world. Right. But can we? Can It's our national tragedy, right? Can, oh. can we make theater of the TSA? Not that it isn't already theater. The TSA is the transportation service organ, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, pardon my life. Okay. But, um, uh, here's what I imagine. Yes. Right? It, 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 let's, yeah, now, I, I'm, I already like this idea. Sure. I understand what you're saying about the TSA. But yeah. you know what? There's been some time. Like, right. you know, there's it's been 9/11. some time. 9-11 right? is way over, way over. Secondly, you don't set it in a major airport. Right. I, I oh, see Duluth. you as like, I see you as like a Leslie Note of like, you know, <laughs> of like a small town airport. The person who's way too into being like the person in charge of the TSA in a place where oh. it never really is going to be an issue. Right. Let me tell you something. Duluth, Minnesota is a training ground for TSA. Uh-huh. It's it's essentially where the airport cops are trained, where right. the Homeland Security airport cops are trained, uh-huh. is in the Duluth airport. Yep. Duluth, Minnesota has approximately 19 people who live in it. Uh-huh. And it is in northern Minnesota. So we've already got your crazy Fargo accent right. that people enjoy so uh-huh. much. Uh, then we have the TSA in, in a power grab for a place that has no power. Right. Uh, and, uh, so and I would think, like, you know... You, the- comedy gold. 
cold. I would think it's a, it seems like it's a it, it's a place that they like shooting things there. I know right. that I know that the Mighty Ducks <laughs> right. trilogy was shot there. They like to like cheap. it's cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and there's so plenty like, of people in Minneapolis who will make that two and a half hours. And you drive. know what the other thing is? That, that you've got to like sell to middle America. What's better? Than to place it in middle America. Place in middle America. Because I'm from Milwaukee, which wow. of course we've had your uh, we, we we've had your your um, your happy days, your Laverne and Shirley, uh-huh. and then we just had the uh, the '70s show and uh, the short-lived '80s show. I oh, think was also well, that was set. also said there. I think yeah. it was also said. Yeah, okay. I'm uncertain. I mean, it might have been Cleveland. The other place they like they like to set things in Milwaukee or Cleveland, in the implication that people are still working for a living. Right. And uh, so it's uh, <laughs> and Milwaukee's all right. I love Milwaukee, but. It's it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the one. I like that. That's a good idea. That's a good I idea. I think that's a really good idea. All right. I Be- think that's a great idea. Yep. Hollywood, get on it. All right, Hollywood, you heard. You heard and it here so first. You heard it here first. You can do it. All right, we should finish up because we're going to record another podcast. We're, we're doing we're like a do podcast. We're going to do the Dork Forest. We're going to yeah. do mine. You're gonna do we're ja- going to dork out yeah. about what you love. That's right. So, which is Top Chef. Um, so we're going to talk about Top Chef, which people who listen to this podcast know my obsession with the TV show Top Chef. And, and Australian Rules And we're going to talk about AFL. People who listen to this podcast don't enjoy my obsession with AFL football. <laughs> do they want you to like rugby? No, they, it's more that um, it, no, it's more my overseas uh, listeners that sometimes oh. get a little confused when I start to bog down. Uh, so I think they'll then enjoy. They should read Specky McGee series, which oh, is a young adult series, right. where Specky McGee wants to be uh, grow up and be a professional AFL player. That's right. Written and by Gary Lyon, I think. I is think you are correct. <laughs> The other, the other series that I read written, I bought it in Sydney. It was about some total dirtbag. It was like a Spencer for Hire Australian version. Okay. Except for that our, our investigator was a bouncer. Oh, and, uh, uh, Robert G. Barrett's um, series. It and it was about a guy uh, in the, the King's Cross and he lived in Bondi Beach. Bondi Beach. And his name... And uh, he's one of the biggest dirtbags you've ever met in the world, yeah. but he's got a heart of gold. It's like an 18... He'll help people out. My mum, when I was growing up, my yeah. mum loved those books. They were her holiday books. And so I've read like... I've sure, honestly read like sitting around. I've 13? read like eighteen of them or oh, whatever yeah. they've been. Oh, like yeah. every single one. Like and he like, died like last year, Robert oh, G. Barrett, the guy who writes those okay. books. Les Norton, I reckon the name of the, the character is <laughs> yes. in the books. Is that yes, right? Les that Norton. Is, He's a I read King's Cross bouncer, works at like some illegal casino in like King's Cross, but basically has these adventures where like the books are so hilarious because they're like Basically, they're just books about him, like going to some town, getting involved in no trouble, yep. like making some illegal urn, bashing some people, <laughs> and then just describing what he eats. Yeah, like there's so many descriptions. The guy is such a crazy meatball of what he eats. Yeah, like, and he's not really affecting yeah. change at a positive level. No, 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 no. But he's not really. He's in. He's hanging out with dirtbags. So you're like, oh, he got to beat up that dirtbag. Right. So that's good. Oh no, no, he's, he's a like he's a. He's, he's a not, dirt not even an anti-hero because he's yeah. like he's he's a good person. Yeah, he's he, just a. He's not. He's not a rapist. Right. Uh, he would sleep with someone who might be slightly drunk, but he right. wouldn't. Yeah. You know, make <laughs> right. them drunk just to sleep with them. Oh yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that history will judge. His, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be a time where what he does is is considered more rapey. Than oh, it, oh, it's you know? date rape. Yeah. but it isn't rape rape. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
by the way, uh, much like Paul Ryan, who I'm pretty sure date raped me in college. Do uh, you remember Paul Ryan? He's from Wisconsin. He's, uh, he's right? a presidential hopeful Paul Ryan. Pretty yeah. sure. I'm not saying he did. I'm yeah. saying that he looks like the guy. Uh, right, okay. And he's age appropriate. Well, so that's pass that on him. as a rumor. Right. That's what that's I'm just rumor. trying to say. Rumor's fun. Rumor's good. In your country. In right. my country, we'll probably get sued for that. Anyway, uh, so we're going to do the dork forest. The we're going to do the dork forest. forest. D-O-R-K, like nerds and geese. Yeah, I like to say forest. And every time I say forest, because I say it your way, because I hear you say it on you say forest, forest and yeah, I forest. say forest yeah, forest, forest. Um, dork but, forest so people go to dorkforest.com yes and uh, so you will iTunes and whatnot. yeah exactly so yeah. Uh, what, but where else people can find you Jackie is it JackieCation yeah JackieCation.com and on what Twitter, Twitter? So Jack, at JackieCation and Facebook and all of that nonsense I live over in Van Nuys no pop-ins uh, but yeah I'm around I'm an attainable goal if you want to hang out <laughs> <laughs> I do stand-up comedy <laughs> check that out uh, please uh, let Jackie know that you heard her on the show and uh, hit her up uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on uh, if you like this show please rate it on iTunes or wherever you listen to it that's all we ask um, it is part of the All Things Comedy Network which Jackie's uh, podcast is also part yes. of uh, so please go and check out the excellent podcast they have over there as well uh, we will talk to you again soon mm-hmm.